Stunningly, the Utah Jazz have followed an eight-game win streak with a home two-game losing streak to teams you would have thought, at least the odds makers thought, the Jazz would handle without much difficulty. What has happened? How concerned should we be after the Jazz lose to the Wizards? It's all coming up next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Washington Wizards in a in a surprise. Like, let's... Let's not kid ourselves. This is one you thought the Jazz, after blowing them out by 30, after the Wizards had lost 8 of 9, after the Wizards lost by Phoenix to Phoenix by 20, to Sacramento the other night, to Denver, that this was not a team in a mental state that could come in here and beat the Utah Jazz. You know, as we are broadcasters, I was feeling pretty good about our team, ourselves, you know, that about exactly going forward, you know, for the month of December anyway, that the Jazz were playing well enough that, to the point where maybe they could run the table, you know, for the month of December. Uh, but, you know, boy, things like this happen. You know, I've been in this business a long time as a player, and, you know, sometimes you just lose it. But there's a reason. So I think the Jazz need to find that out. And they only won one quarter here tonight against against a team that they just beat seven days ago. So what did Washington – let's start on the Jazz. The Jazz had a really bad offensive night. Um, which we have not had in an awfully long time. Uh, the Jazz have generally been able, no matter what the adjustment that's thrown at them, is they've had the ability to make have an answer. Tonight, what Washington did is played, first of all, Gafford and Whiteside, or Whiteside and Gobert dominated Gafford and, and Harrell last time. And they didn't let that happen this year. They helped them out. They switched. They, 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 when they played drop, they played a little differently. Um, and the end result was that Gobert and Whiteside, instead of having the mammoth night they had the other night, ended up with Gobert went four for four, Whiteside went one for four, and they were a non-factor. Usually, the Jazz then have an answer to that. They usually are able to counter when someone takes something away that you take something else. We talked about the Wes Unsell Jr. before the game. The Jazz could not do that tonight. They couldn't do it, and, and plus, uh, for some reason, Whiteside uh, was just not involved in the ball game. You know, he, he ended up only playing 10 minutes tonight. But 10 minutes, but he also picked up, what, three, four fouls, three fouls. I thought it was more than that. But three fouls that, that um, I don't know. He, he, he leads the team in, in fouls. And, and he really gets into fouls from when he's out there on the floor. So he was no support and nothing, you know, from him. Uh, I know the Wizards went small there for a little bit. Uh, probably gave the Jazz some problems. But right now the Jazz having problems with the pick and roll. And teams are scoring in the paint. The Jazz got outscored the number 54 to 30, if I'm correct. 50, yeah, 54 to 30 in the paint tonight. And, and how often does that happen? Wait one second. Do you, can you give me the final catch and shoot versus off the bounce numbers if you have them? Um, sorry, Tyson Ewing, statistician there. Uh, you know, it doesn't. But we're seeing some similarities in San Antonio and Washington. They were actions, whether it's a Beal on a curl on a pin down or off a pick and roll. Guys just getting into the paint. And uh, we also saw, you know, I, I sometimes think it's revealing and keep keep an eye on what another team does. Like, they they went after Joe. They, yeah. they went to go find Joe. Uh, frankly, San Antonio went after Rudy Gay. Yeah. Um, but they, they went to go find Joe a few times tonight with Mike Conley not on the floor, and Joe can't stay with Bradley Beal, which uh, is not he, surprising. He definitely can't. He definitely can't. And, and, you know, it's obvious that, you know, all teams do it. They pick out one guy that they can make plays with or make plays on. Uh, and they and they put them in the pick and roll. I mean, they put them to the point where there's a mismatch, 
And you have great players, Bradley Bill, Donovan Mitchell. You make plays off of that. You make your teammates better by giving, getting them some open looks. But the Jazz are going to have to try to solve this this problem they have right now because like Bradley Bill, he didn't challenge Rudy at the rim that often. He pull up, shoot the mid-range jump shot. Uh, Raul get into the paint, shoot the little push shot. Uh, it was a big man that had problems with Rudy tonight. But those the pick and roll with the guys getting to the paint, they didn't really challenge Rudy. Raul Neto probably won this game for. I mean, Bradley Beal was great, but Raul Neto, former Jazz man, probably wins this game for the yeah. Wizards tonight. He's ever his wife and new wife and and stepson exit the building over there with the Raul Neto jersey on, and has to be a sweet moment for him when he's. His new wife, he got married here in Salt Lake City, up in uh, up in Park City area this this offseason. It's got to be a pretty sweet day for him. Nine, average 19 minutes a game. Played 29 tonight. Uh, probably could have played that many or more in, in last week when we played him. But uh, those are some valuable minutes, not only for him, but for the team there as well. What, 29 minutes, and let's see what he did. Uh, six for 12, seven rebounds. How about that? And four assists. And a huge jump ball he won. Yeah, and a huge jump ball, right? On that jump ball, you noticed Donovan wasn't ready. I didn't think he was ready. And I saw Donovan going over and talk to the official like, you know, I wasn't ready to jump. It's like, you know, you you, you start to jump. You want to see where I'm going to tap the ball to and who I'm going to tap the ball to. I thought that uh, I think it was uh, Royce O'Neal and Rudy Gobert. So that's where you want to tap it to those two guys between those two. And it really didn't look like Donovan was ready when the ball goes up. There's no way Neto could out-jump Donovan. Shouldn't, at least. Yeah. Uh, all right. On the other end of the side was, so we kind of discussed it. Well, actually, we kind of covered it right there. On the on the offensive side, we just never dealt with their switching, never got going, really had a poor offensive game. We hit six threes in the first quarter, and then it just diminished quarter by quarter as the night went on. Uh, the Jazz ended up hitting six threes in the first run. They got three threes in the second. They got three threes in the third, and in the fourth quarter, they only got two. Washington allows the fewest threes. And the Jazz, who take more off-the-bounce threes than anyone in the league, were 7 of 23 on off-the-bounce, 7 of 21 on catch-and-shoot. It's you know hard. Taking more off-the-bounce threes is kind of what you have to do. But uh, 7 of 21 on, on catch-and-shoot is probably the story because Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich, both late in the game, got wide-open catch-and-shoot threes that they generally make, and they – or generally, they actually don't make over 50% of them. So, but you would hope to make, and both of them missed them. I would like to see the Jazz play. I mean, they use secondary offense, and it's not even a secondary break, more now than I've seen them use um, for since last year. Uh, just push the ball. I'd like to see them just dribble the ball up a little faster uh, and get into something, you know, right away, which means Rudy's going to have to run the floor and – I tell you what, what I like to do, what we see in practice, you know, that type of offense, what we see in practice, I like to see more so in the game. So the Utah Jazz fall tonight. We'll get some of your thoughts. Um, I agree. The Jazz have been giving up a lot of little ten foot shots this year in the paint and not coming into Rudy. I think that's true. The Jazz tried to lift Rudy up in the second half to have a bigger impact on things. But it's hard when there's a guy at the rim, when they when the teams are flat. Teams have tried a bunch of different things. And, and here's what's interesting. Here's what the last two teams did. So a lot of teams have moved Rudy out by spreading the floor and playing five wide. That's what the Clippers did last year. And the Jazz have been working really hard on different systems 
by which Rudy then, you know, either goes out or Rudy stays in and they rotate out to different things. They have a bunch of new things they've put in that. The last two teams have done something different, Ron. They put the big right in the dunker spot Mm -hmm. and made Rudy hang on that dunker spot. Well, now when Bradley Beal comes around on that curl and the guard is trailing and he gets it and he comes in the lane, Rudy can't. There's no way for Rudy to get out to 10 or 12 feet. There's just absolutely no system unless you're going to bring somebody else off a wing to help or switch it a different way or or off the first pick you're going to switch it. We're going to ha- I, there's something in that area that's got to happen because if Royce O'Neal tries to trail all the way around, he's trailing by so much and there's there's no way there's just no way if if Devontae Murray just kind of beat Mike Conley cuz yeah. he's 6-6 and Mike Conley's 6-6, but we saw with Derek White did the same thing. So that's where we're seeing we're seeing now teams put the big at the dunker and then they have no intention of ever getting to the rim. Rudy's still good enough. If you try to get to the rim, will bother you, but they have no intention of getting to the rim. So what, what would the remedy to be to, to mix it up a little bit, go underneath those screens um, and force team to shoot 18, 19, 20 foot jump shot rather than shooting the, the 10 footer, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer because you're I don't either. you don't want to be giving up a um, you, well, you don't want to be giving up a dunk to Gafford by bringing Rudy all the way out at the free throw line. So, you know, offenses are good in this league. I, I don't actually have an answer on this one. It used to be that, and you know, your numbers say differently that you know you want to shoot a three, you go ahead. You know, uh, but because it wasn't a high percentage shot, but that is a different story nowadays. So I think uh, it, it becomes a chess match, I think, between coaches and, on, on how they're going to defend certain players and how they're going to fit, fit teams for the most part. But uh, that's the interesting part of being a coach, and, and that's the reason they don't sleep at night. It feels like our lack of athleticism from our wings puts a major ceiling on this team come playoff time from John Lindsay. I, I think that's a very fair comment. I mean, I in, in the sense of go compare – our wings athleticism to Phoenix's to Golden State's to Brooklyn's to Milwaukee's to the LA Clippers, which are the other title contenders. There's no question where we would fit on that tier yeah. of uh, Philadelphia. If that's your next title contender, if you think Boston is in the East, uh, there's no question where we would fit on that. We're also the best offensive team in the league until tonight. You know, tonight we weren't, but so the, the, those same wings you're talking about from, from that standpoint also bring you like we outshoot all of them. Right. So yeah. you, you know, make your, make your pick. Um, we've chosen to do it with um, things. Uh, Landon says, Ainge is going to make some changes. Uh, it, it is. It would be ignorant of us to say that that doesn't feel like it was lingering like there. Like mm-hmm. that, It's like, wow, here, like you put out two of your least good performances, and here's this guy with his new title sitting there watching. Trade that, line is 15th. Uh, is that February 15th? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. So he's Long got time. about six weeks. Long time still. Yeah, six weeks. That's a lot can happen because yeah. three days ago we thought this team was – World beaters, and now we're going to jump still, off the cliff. Still, David, still the world beaters. Well, just go get it together. I mean, we've, I mean, we, we've jumped off three cliffs. We've ridden three roller coasters to the top. It's all span of a season. <laughs> Have a great one. Talk to you later.